Hi dear friend, thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM. This is the Drive Time program. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Pastor Fabiano Nyonghuru and I'm here in South Australia and I am so blessed to be in the studios of Faith FM and we are so glad that we could we could spend the next hour with you our dear listener. So this week we have been focusing on this great theme difficult questions about the church. It's quite a it's quite a theme if you think about it. But the topic for today is doesn't Christianity prom- promise prosperity? Here in the studios, I am delighted to be with Helen once again. Uh, Helen is our uh, co-host uh, on this radio program, and we are so um, privileged to actually have a wonderful weather here in South Australia. I don't know what you think, Helen. It's a, it's a wonderful uh, day today. It's very uh, light, isn't it? It's absolutely That's right. beautiful. That's right. It has been all day, and I, I just pray that not only from the sun, I yes. pray from the sun. From the sun. <laughs> um, we and others can also be warmed in our hearts. That's right. Amen, amen. So how have you been, Helen, yourself? Yeah, praising God, praising God, he's created a number of miracles this week, and yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm just ever grateful that he keeps me on my feet. Mm. Um, I love studying his word. I learned right. so much about him through it, and um, it's called living life abundantly, more abundantly. Amen. Amen. Mm. That's right, and that is what Jesus has promised. You can read about it in John chapter ten, verse ten. You know, dear friends, if you've missed any of the previous presentations, you can actually go to faithfm.com.au and you. Look for Big Q&A program, uh, the Drive Time program, Big Q&A, that's what it's titled. And uh, you will be able to listen to the previous presentations, wonderful presentations. We had Gary and a few others throughout this week present uh, on this uh, on this uh, great theme, difficult questions about the church. You know, as I've been browsing, found something quite interesting that might be able to help us launch into today's uh, topic, uh, something that maybe some of you haven't heard about, and uh, this is something in line with this idea of prosperity. There's an author by the name of Kate Bowler in 2018 who wrote an article on the Vox um, News uh, platform uh, saying that there is a branch of Christianity that promises a direct path to good life. It is called by many names, but most of them, or most often should I say, it is nicknamed the prosperity gospel for its bold central claim that God will give you your heart's desires, money in the bank, a healthy body, a thriving family, a boundless happiness. It doesn't sound like health, does it? Sometime back in 2014, there was also another article uh, floating around uh, on the australiannews.com.au network. Um, and uh, on this platform, they were actually hammering a certain preacher uh, of a certain mega church for his apparently prosperity gospel messages and outlook. Um and I like the way in which, uh, I guess, uh, this article is written because it really shows us the world view, uh, on this, uh, 
kind of gospel. And this is a, just a paragraph that I really liked. And I think it was, uh, you know, put nicely by this author, uh, whatever his faith or background is, but hey, this was, this was on the, uh, ABC, not the ABC, the news.com.au platform. And it says, and I quote, the thing about any church's money obsession is not just that it, 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 um, fragrant, fragrantly there. Flagrantly contradicts Jesus' anti-materialist message. It's that it strays from Christianity's traditional God first, me second principle. In traditional Christianity, the believer submits to God's will and promises to do what God calls him or her to do. And I thought that was in a sense, according to my belief, a wonderful summary in that really the Bible actually says that, hey, God must come first and every, everything else about me comes second. So now that being, I guess, some of the, uh, world, uh, responses, uh, to this prosperity theology or prosperity gospel, um, I wonder if there's anything wrong, uh, with, I guess this theology and we will be, we will be exploring that, uh, throughout this, uh, this radio program. But you know, as I look around here in Australia, uh, wasn't born here, but hey, I've lived here, uh, yeah, many years enough just to see the kind of life in which we live here in Australia. And I wonder <laughs> whether this thought has crept into some of our minds in, you know, here in Christendom, um, uh, for those, you know, who are Christians, you know, this idea that, um, God actually wants us to live a very wealthy, you know, prosperous, uh, boundless happiness life here on earth. I wonder because of the good life that we live. But hey, let me maybe turn to Helen. Helen has lived here much longer than I. I wonder what her thoughts are on this idea and whether we as Christians as well, though we may not preach it, whether sometimes we, I guess, find ourselves espousing some of these notions because they are good. They make your heart feel warm. I wonder, what do you think, Helen? Well, I think we live in an amazing country. Mm. I really, really do. That's right. But and I I'm, think, I'm glad to be here, by the way. Yes, <laughs> and me too. But I think there are many, many people that take everything for granted. Yeah. You know, and, and some people, even they take God for granted. Mm. You know, I, I can remember thinking to myself when I was younger, you know, yeah. God is more like a, um, what's the word? Uh, supermarket manager. Right. You know, in some people's eyes, they can okay. just go to him and say, you know, I need this, I, I want this, I want this, mm. you know, and somehow it will miraculously happen. Mm. I've learned, I've learned that God does answer our prayers. Yes. But he doesn't always give us what we want. He That's gives right. us what we need. That's I lived right. in Papua New Guinea for almost 10 years, right. Fabiano, and I tell you, um, God allowed us to go through a massive earthquake. Okay. And I'm so glad he did because mm-hmm. before that I was so materialistic. Right. You know, which comes into the prosperity theology. That's right. And um, I couldn't bear even, uh, we hadn't long been married, I couldn't even bear a casserole dish to get broken. Mm. It was a wedding oh, present. Wow. You know, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. really. And, and you know, we had this terrible earthquake, 7.4 on the Richter scale, right under our flat. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is, although we did lose things, yes. I realized then that it doesn't matter what we consider right. are, are those sort of materialistic <laughs> blessings. Yeah. They don't matter. That's right. Because you can't hold on to them and mm. you can't hold on to anybody or anything except the Lord. That's right. That's Valuable right. lesson that he allowed me to learn. Mm. So I may preach 
part of the prosperity mm-hmm. theology mm-hmm. in that God does bless. That's right. Absolutely. Well, and we'll does. go through yeah. that in a moment. That's right. But when it comes to standing up and for 10 minutes talking, which preachers that teach this yeah. uh, will do for 10 minutes, do nothing but talk about the money, the money, mm. the money. Huh. And they're sitting in the most Im- elaborate homes and, right. and what have you. Yeah. And, you know, I, I actually feel very sorry for the, their listeners, their congregation, right. because they are not teaching correctly. That's right. You, you know, know? It, I, I'm just reflecting now on the world in which we live. Um, every year there's a new device mm. and it promises to do a little bit more and makes your life a bit more convenient. Yes. And, uh, and I wonder whether that mindset as well can be dangerous, especially if you are caught into that kind of lifestyle, it, well, it becomes easier then for you to just, especially to go to these kind of preachers or to these kind of churches mm. because they really plug into what you are already wanting in a sense. Mm. Uh, yeah. But, but the thing with that is they can use, mm. uh, they can say, well, look how God's blessed me. Right, right. You know, look at the house I have. Look at look at the, the car I drive. Mm. You know, mm. God has blessed me amazingly. That's right. That's now, right. I've got to be honest with you. God has blessed me with three cars yes. that I have not paid for. Praise no, God. I did not steal wow. them. I did uh-huh. not steal them. Yeah. But he orchestrated that I managed to have them. Wow. And, okay. and I praise him for that. Yeah. But you know, when I when you made a statement, you know, uh, God gives us, you know, um, according to them, they yes. will give us the blessings, you know, that what we want and yeah. what we need. Yeah. I was thinking of the the disciples at the time. I'm okay. sure that John the Baptist didn't really want to get his head cut off. No, definitely not. You know, but <laughs> that's what happened. Yes. And and nearly all of the disciples. Mm. You know, in That's one right. way or another, right. were persecuted and destroyed. That's right. And, you know, can you put that into the prosperity mix? Possibly. You Possibly know? not. Possibly not. Because yeah. obviously that doesn't sound like what this uh, prosperity theology is all about. Preaching. It's no. all about pretty much uh, that which I want. That which makes me feel good. Yes. Uh, God is just going to pretty much, you know, yes. he's pretty much like a vending machine. That's right. Or a, a supermarket That's a manager. supermarket manager. Yeah. That's right. And God is none of those. By the way, yeah. just before we even take a break, uh, yes. if you're listening and you have anything to share, uh, the number to actually reach us to is 488 We'll be, we'll be, um, very happy to actually listen, um, to some of your experiences and, um, and also, if uh, you could let us know where you're listening from and some of your experiences as well, maybe you could even text it to that number. That would be much appreciated. So maybe, hey, we could share this with those who are listening just to say, hey, this is actually a reality and this is out there. This is actually happening out there. But just before we go to a break and then launch into our study for today, Helen, um, my, mind just re- my mind is just reminding me of um, the picture that comes from the medieval ages of um, the... Uh, the paintings or the art uh, uh, of the reformers there where they have the Pope uh, sitting on the chair uh, with all the fancy things behind him mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, and then Jesus on the side uh, washing the feet of the disciple. So not to pinpoint people's names here or to point to certain organization, that's not the point, but I'm just referring to that picture. Um, do you... Have you ever seen that kind of element, I guess, amongst those who preach the prosperity gospel in that you don't see much of the serving, but you tend to see much of being saved, served? Yes. Um, yeah. Because that, mm. I, I, I've got, um, friends, um, 
whom I've seen with that kind of mentality as well. Um, it's all, it's pretty much about being served and not necessarily serving. I don't yes. know if you've I'm seen that. You. Yeah. Yep. And so anyways, but yeah, so we will just quickly take a break. And uh, we've got obviously lots of questions to wrestle with here and see what the Bible actually has to say, what Jesus had to say about prosperity gospel, this elaborate life, this, you know, pedestal life, this uh, idea that God is just going to open the banks and your life, the moment you accept Jesus, is going to be the super duper life. And so we'll see what the Bible has to say. And dear friends, I believe that the Bible is our guide. And so let us uh, stick with us, please. We've got a wonderful Bible study. Let us just take a short break and uh, have a song and we'll be back. And just before we do that also, let me just remind you that uh, we've got a free giveaway. And this uh, you can claim, by the way, if you just text us your name, your address, and your phone number. And the giveaway for this week is a wonderful book by this uh, title, by this author, um, Ken Long. Uh, the, um, the, t- the title of the book is The Giving Equation, Working Out Your Relationship with God and Money. And uh, if you send us your name, your address, and your phone number to the same number, 048880811, we'll mail that to you. And so thanks so much. Please do stay, uh, stay with us, and we'll be right back. But if you come sit at my table A meager supply you might find But oh, it's not what you see
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano and Helen here in the studio in South Australia in the South Australian Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And we are sharing wonderful biblical messages here, messages which will transform your life. And Helen will be able to uh, lead us tonight in a Bible studies regarding what the Bible has to say about prosperity. Our theme for this week has been difficult questions about the church. But today's topic is, doesn't Christianity promise prosperity? And that is the question of which we'll be wrestling with, my friends. But in the song of which we have just heard, a beautiful song. I love the words, treasures unseen. You know, there are many things of which we are... cling to, but there are, there are, these things are temporal, and there are things which are eternal, things which of which we are going to learn about in this uh, radio uh, program, and I pray and hope that if you happen to be somewhere, uh, you know, where you're seated, where you're able to take some notes that, you know, you take a pen and paper and share these, uh, or, or take notes of these and then share this, because these will be wonderful biblical principles and biblical uh, uh, messages regarding how to have abundant life and and the right way to actually view uh, uh, prosperity and abundant life while we are still here on earth. And so, dear friends, without further ado, let me ask the question, and Helen can help us, you know, with this. The question is, what does the gospel really say about prosperity theology? Maybe let's begin with that. What does the Bible uh, well, what does the gospel really say about prosperity, prosperity theology or prosperity gospel? Please uh, help us, Helen, here, because we want to know what the gospel really says on this topic. Thank you, Fabiana. I think before we open scripture, let's have a word of prayer. Amen. Shall we? Mm. Loving Heavenly Father, as we open your word, we ask a blessing through the power of the Holy Spirit that, the, that what we read will enlighten us, what mm. we read will draw us closer to you, yes. what we read will help us to, to seek first the kingdom and your righteousness, and know that the other things will be added. Dear Lord, help us to understand um, what we read and what we talk about tonight, we ask in your name. Amen. 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 Wonderful. Let me first say that God actually wants you to prosper. Yes. Okay, it's a fact. Mm -hmm. You know, the gospel that Christians both overlook, and they grossly misunderstand this. Right. Though some false teachers would seek to preach a gospel that attempts to defraud people of true biblical prosperity through greed, self-centeredness, scripture twisting. Yes. God has spelled out through the pages of scripture exactly how he wants you to prosper. Right. And the way to enduring prosperity begins with a true love for God Mm -hmm. and obedience to what he commands through scripture. Okay, so what we are sharing here is that, hey, there is a, actually, the Bible does speak about prosperity. Yes. But it's different from what we are hearing and seeing, especially in some of these uh, uh, churches. I was going to say mega churches. There might be some mega churches that might be preaching the truth. But in most of the churches uh, that are pretty much uh, being branded as prosperity gospel churches because they push this idea that, you know, you'll be faithful to God and God will pretty much just bless you with all the material things that you need, your health and everything. But the Bible does have a right, um, uh, uh, what should we say? The Bible does have 
a different kind of prosperity. And and I'm assuming that be, that that um in, involves an abundant spiritual life. Mm. Right, mm. right. Mm. Okay. So is there anything then in the in the Old Testament? Let's begin with the Old mm-hmm. Testament that actually uh that is related to prosperity. Is there anything about prosperity there? Well, um I think if you look at the right at the very beginning. Okay. Right at the very beginning. Let's right. start at the beginning. Okay. In Genesis one twenty eight to thirty you know, God's desire for not only our material well-being um, and prosperity, True. that's a tongue twister, isn't it? <laughs> God is. does clearly demonstrate his desire, yes. you know, for, for the best for us. Okay. But his ultimate plan to see mankind prosper in his presence frames the story of the Bible. Right. And he breathed life into a world that saw Adam and Eve placed in the abundance of Eden. Interesting. Can you just share that with us? Genesis right. 1, 28 to 30? Yes, Genesis chapter 1, verse 21. 28. Oh, 28, all right. To 30. All right. I'll be reading here from, um, let me bring this back again. So Genesis chapter 1, verse 28 to 30. All right. So give me a minute. Somehow my device is not turning there. I'm sorry. I put you on the spot It's there. all right. Here I've got another one. I'll be reading this time from the uh, uh, New Living Translation, um, and this is Genesis, of which we are looking at. Genesis chapter 1, did you say? Yes. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28 to 30. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. Rain over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scur- scurry. Oh, that's a word I haven't heard. Scurry. Run. run scurry. Right, right. Scurry along <laughs> the ground. Then God said, look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your seed. 30. And I have given every green plant uh, as food for all the wild animals the birds in the sky and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life, and the, and that is what happened. That is quite amazing. Mm. Mm. So God, the, it started off there, you said God blessed them. That's right. God that's blessed right. them. That's an important word to start with. Right. But, you know, that's at the beginning of life. Okay. Um, I'm going to flip right straight to Revelation 21. We're not going to read it. Okay. In Revelation chapters 21 and 22, okay. God is going to establish a new heaven and earth for mankind That's right. that will also flourish okay. eternally following the final judgment of the wicked. Now, the reason yes. I mention that because there is a time in between, mm. in between Eden mm-hmm. lost and Eden restored. Okay. So in between the beginning and the end, God has also provided material abundance to many right. of Scripture's heroes, right, you right. know, including Abraham. Okay. We've been studying Abraham lately. That's right. So maybe you'd like to have a look at that. Genesis 12, 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 12, um, verse 1 and uh, all the way to verse 3. It actually says, now I'm back to my favorite translation here, <laughs> the New King James. It says, now the Lord had said to Abraham, to Abram, this time he's still called Abram. Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Amen. It sounds like God is promising we're going to get something here. Yeah, but there was a condition. (laughs) All right. What was the condition? 
Well, first of all, there's a calling. Uh, what I'm seeing here, uh, God calls him, and I'm assuming that he's calling him also to himself, not just you know to a different land. And um, also, I'm trying to find the condition as I as I scan my eyes. Well, through. he asked Abraham hmm. Abraham to leave his to leave his country, his right. country, his right. family, right. his friends. Right. You know that was the condition. Okay. Did Abraham ab- agree? Oh, yeah, he did obey. He did obey. The story tells us. And yeah. so quite often mm. when God wants to give us, um, wants us to prosper, quite yes. often there's a condition okay. that goes along with it. Right. But these um, people that are preaching the prosperity theology right. are virtually saying if you have enough faith, yes. you know, God will give you anything. Okay. Now that's a very dangerous doctrine. Right, right. In the fact that, um, let me just share one story. I remember one colleague I worked with, and she was bipolar. Okay. And um, a friend went up to her and said, "Oh, you just don't have enough faith in God." So what did that girl do? She gave up her medication, right? And sadly, ended up in a, a psych psychiatric ward. Mm, that's not good. Now, my boss knew yeah, that I loved yeah. the Lord that's and right. had a lot of faith. And right. I remember her saying in a staff meeting, "Well, you know, somebody said to her, you haven't got enough faith.'" And she looked at me. My comment to that was, "Well, that person is very brave or has a lot more faith than me." Right. I right. would never ever say that to someone. That's right. And I did that's go right. and visit. And found out who the person was, mm. but you have to be so so careful. Yes, you yes, know because yes. it can create a problem. That's right. Okay, that's right. but that was Abraham. Yes. Think you remember the story of Jacob? Yes, was he yes, blessed Jacob. Also? Oh, he was blessed. He was blessed by God. And but uh, what I like about that story, though, it's the fact that uh, especially when he was still working with um, Laban, his father-in-law, um, he was doing the right thing. And God was blessing him as he was doing the right thing. And uh, so I think, once again, just piggybacking on the, on your idea of doing the right thing and, go, and then God blessing you, you know, the, the idea that there is a condition. We see that in the story of, uh, of, of Jacob, yeah. But did he go through any heartaches at all? Well, he... I'm trying to remember the story, but yes. he did go through ups and downs. Absolutely. Uh, it wasn't just an easy life, just no, like that. That's no. right. That's right. And what about King Solomon? Well, King Solomon too. He had, yeah, abundant riches, wisdom. Queen of Sheba comes to even look at him. She admires, you know, everything about him. Even the, as actually I've been reading the Bible, I, I, you know, every year I try to read the Bible from cover to cover. And actually not long ago I was reading about that. And uh, there was even another king uh, of another nation who even admired Solomon and was willing to pretty much give him whatever he wanted simply because of that. But yeah, surely uh, he did go through. What, what I love about the story of Solomon is that from the very beginning, he wanted to serve God and his people. If you listen to the prayer yes. of Solomon, it was so he could be a blessing to the nation Amen. of Israel. Then God yes. blessed him. Because mm. God said he would, you know, he, what do you want? Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm literally yeah. saying, yeah. you know, I'll give you everything. Yeah, that's and, right. And what did Solomon ask for? Did he ask for money? No. Did he ask for a great education? No. Did he ask for a mansion? No, he asked for wisdom. That's amazing, That's right. isn't it? That's right. He yep. asked yep. for wisdom. Now, yeah. why should we be asking God to give us all the money and the luxuries? Mm. Should we not think about that and say, God, we really need wisdom. We need enlightenment That's right. That's from right. you. Okay, yeah. what about yeah. Job? I was going to come to Job. <laughs> Job, yeah, he, we're not, I think by today's world standard, we could say that um, Job was a millionaire had some uh, private jets and maybe maybe even owned a, a um, an airline company. That was job, you know. And 
But what's interesting, as I've read that story, um, and tried to contemplate exactly what Job endured, is that the enemy was not happy, actually, that he had this, this wealth. Because the enemy says that the reason why he serves God, it is because of the material wealth. And then God seeks to prove to the enemy that, hey, that's not the case. So he says, take away everything from him, but don't touch his life. And interestingly, as you go through the story of Job, very depressing at times, but, um, but Job repeats these, uh, statements which some of us will not be able to to repeat statements like you know did i ever i guess uh, mistreat anyone did i ever leave anyone hungry did i ever you know what i mean so he was actually a perfect and upright man so so it's, it's quite interesting yes. there's a there's a contrast there once again yeah. uh, co- uh, you know versus the prosperity a trend that uh, that we tend to hear and see most of the yes, time. Yes, absolutely, mm. absolutely. Yeah. You know, God does say that he will open yeah. the windows of heaven. Does true, he not? True. Yeah, he does. But what does he say before he that? that? Well, I, have, I can't remember the verse at the moment, but maybe you might want to uh, uh, enlighten us. In Malachi? Yeah, yeah all right. Let's go to Malachi. Um, let me see. This is Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Uh, let's go there, Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. This is, uh, this is the moment you start uh, um, recounting. Is that recounting? Like trying to remember your books of the Bible. Yes. <laughs> but it's there in the Old Testament. It's the last book of the Bible. Malachi chapter 3. Of the Old Testament. Of the Old Testament. Thank you. The last book of the Bible <laughs> is Revelation. That's right. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. The Bible actually says... Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, that there will not be room enough to receive it. Yeah. So what are we seeing here again? There is once again a condition. There's a condition. Yeah. And what's the condition? Yeah. Well, God says, return to me tithes. Yeah. Well, so tithes, it's obedience offerings, again, it's pretty much it? obedience. That's right. Yeah, and yet when That's the right. prosperity theology comes about, yep. they're not talking about the conditions. No, no, no. That, that doesn't come into it. That's it's right. just, you know, ask him, ask mm. him, ask mm. him, you know, mm. and, and he will give. He That's will right. give. That's right. Okay. That's quite interesting. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I found it very, very interesting. You know, and if we look at, the, if we were to go through and look at the um, uh, the wanderings of the children of Israel, yes. God still blessed them. That's right. Even That's though right. they weren't doing exactly what He He asked them to do, mm. and, and and God was saying, mm-hmm. "Don't go other after other gods to serve them." Mm. That's Money right. Money can right. be a god. Oh, it can be. That's okay. Right. Um, question mm-hmm. is: Is money the root of all evil? The Bible says the love of money <laughs> is the root of all evil. I was waiting for that. Where is that found? <laughs> That's right. Well, I believe that is found uh, somewhere in the New Testament. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, we, we can definitely bring that up. Um, I'm being hard to you tonight. <laughs> it's all right. You're testing me here. Okay. It's found in First Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. That's it. First uh, Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. And I could read it if you like. Yes, please. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, <laughs> for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Oh, 
That sounds very negative. That's, that's a, a very love of interesting money. text, right, isn't it? Right, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, Paul tells us mm. in, in um, I think it's just before that, mm. he actually tells us that one day um, yes. all the riches will be gone. Yeah. That's right. We can't trust in riches. That's right. That's right. You know, even Jesus, and uh, sorry, I was going to mention that in a minute, but yes, I yes. won't mention it now. Even yes. Jesus says, um, store up your money where? I'd be in heaven. In heaven. That's right. Yeah. Where moth and rust cannot steal. That's right. Okay. So one day, the guidelines that Paul gave us was that riches will be gone. That's right. He also says, be content with what you have. Mm, mm. And that's in um, 6 verse 8, I think. Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. Mm. Wow. Mm. Did you pick that one? That is quite amazing because that's Mm. quite a contrast comparing to what people do. tend to, uh, you know, put first, especially those who are of the prosperity gospel, this idea of godliness mm. is not most preached about. It's not, no. it's not, you know, this idea of obedience to God, godliness, reverence, and following God faithfully, enduring hardship, and just remaining faithful. It's, it's not the kind of themes you hear about. It's mm. more of, you know, hey, God loves you, which is true. God is going to bless you, which is true. But it's more like a one-sided coin in a sense. Yes. And, and yes. Uh, the other mm. part of, uh, of the truth of the Bible isn't really uh, brought out much or even emphasized. I and agree. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So it comes to focus, doesn't it? That's right. That's you right. know, Paul also admonishes us to monitor what we're willing to do to get more money. Mm. You know, mm. watch what you're doing. In fact, he says here in that same chapter that's right. and verses um, 9 and 10, yeah. people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that yes. plunge them into ruin and destruction. Yes. And that's when we come to the next verse that you just read, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. That's right. God hasn't got a problem with money. No, the money is not the issue. No, but what is he saying here? That's right. You know, we need to love people mm, more right. than money. And that's we right. need to love God's work mm. more than money. We need yeah. to freely share what we have with others. Mm. And, you know, that's that's all from um, that same chapter, if you want to check on it. Chapter 6, 1 Timothy chapter 6, right. 6 to 10. That's right. God give, um, Paul gives us very, very good counsel. Amen. So so I guess then to, I guess, summarize what we have seen thus far, it's not that God does not promise to bless us, mm-hmm. but God's blessings are not necessarily material blessings, but God's blessings is that which God sees best and fit for you, and it always has to do with um, bringing your heart in the right place, where it should be with God, yes. first and foremost, godliness, and uh, you know, because after all, um, what God really wants for us is to have a heart that is right mm. with Him, a heart that reflects His heart. So I guess that, that is a blessing and that's what we heard. Uh, from uh, from verse 6 of which you shared That's quite amazing Yeah, mm. often we don't see things as a blessing mm. Which which is a pity, you know That's right. But I, I find it interesting When I think about it If we obey the commands of the Lord yes. Our God yes. And I think it's Deuteronomy that actually says Which you, he commanded them yes. Being careful to do them right. um, I'm trying to remember And um, and, a, and he says If uh-huh. you turn aside Yes 
from the words you know that he commanded them not to do mm-hmm. um, he and not to go other after other gods to serve them that's right Deuteronomy now, 28 I believe well uh, verse thank 14. you for that <laughs> that wasn't bad come on <laughs> that wasn't bad so you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day to the right or to the left to go after other gods to serve them mm. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, and and I think that's what happens yeah. if if you put um, for the prosperity. If you look yeah. at it from the wealth side, yes. as in being financial, right? Money can become your god mm, mm. very very quickly. That's right. That's you know, right. and I remember the statement by Rockefeller when he was dying. They asked him what more would he want, and mm. he said, "More money." Really? More money. Wow. One of the richest men. That's sad. And and that's, that's how it goes. You know, if we also go and we look in the writings of Proverbs, mm. um, there are plenty of verses there that yes. teach principles of biblical prosperity. That's right. You know, but what is that biblical prosperity? Proverbs 1 7 for me, please. Right. Proverbs. This is key. For those who are listening, here is the answer of which you were probably uh, waiting to hear. What is biblical prosperity? So that is in Proverbs, isn't it? Yes. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. Let's one start with verse that one. 7. So the Bible says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Right. Okay, it's talking about the fear of the Lord. It doesn't mean that we're going to be frightened of it. No, no, no. It means no. awe, awe hold him in respect. Honor him, respect okay, him. Okay, but let's, right. let's follow on with Proverbs 3, 13 to 16. All right, Proverbs 3, verse, what verse again? 13 to 16. 13 to 16. All right, the 13th verse reads, uh, Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Right. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Okay, now this is quite interesting. Verse 14. Yes. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. Yes, so it's right. talking wisdom here. That's right. Wisdom That's right. is more profitable That's than right. any of that. That's right. And if we went on to 15, wisdom is more precious than rubies. Mm. Mm. Nothing you desire can compare with her. That's right. You know, that's, that's right. and it goes on saying, offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her right, right. So, what should we be after? What should we be seeking? What should we be praying for? Wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. Understanding. Yeah. Godliness. Yeah. You know, the apostle Peter, and this is typical of the apostles, even of the life of Jesus, um, they were not rich in the earthly material goods. Uh, and uh, and content. In fact, I'm reminded of Peter who said in in Acts chapter three verse six, "I do not possess silver or, and gold, but what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazarene. Walk." And this is how they blessed other people and the person here who was begging for something. As uh, uh, um, I believe it was Peter and John as they were going to the temple. It doesn't it doesn't uh, it doesn't look like the uh, you know the New Testament heroes of faith were people who were um rich you know uh, uh with money and so forth uh though money is not the issue uh but it just it's just good to see that um yeah the life of the you know great men and, f- and women of, uh, of faith in the bible wasn't uh, characterized by the materials yeah, that's quite interesting you're, you're quite right yeah. materially mm. they actually lacked the material prosperity enjoyed by some of the old testament figures mm. you know like mm. job and solomon that's right but you know look at jesus 
Yeah. Jesus grew up in a poor family. That's right. As evidenced by his birth in a manger and his parents' poor offering at the temple. Yeah. And Luke brings that out as well as Leviticus. His okay. disciples gave up their possessions to follow him. Right, right. And experienced persecution following his death and resurrection. Right. Now, that's interesting. Mm. They didn't go saying, okay, you know, you give us this, this, and this, and this, and we'll mm. follow you. That mm. that wasn't the issue. That's right. That's they right. willingly gave it up. Yes. You know, there's a song we sing in the hymn book that says, all to Jesus I surrender. I surrender. That's right. All to him I freely give. Right. You know, the Apostle Paul, writer of over half of the New Testament, documented his own struggles in preaching and spreading the Bible. Mm. And we can read that in 2 Corinthians. We won't at the moment. It's right. a bit long. Right. But he experienced danger, hardship, hunger, thirst, Anxiety and weakness Well hello He had enough faith For all of us That's right And yet look at what he got And Mm. Paul used the words And I love this Yes He said I have learned In whatever situation I am To be content Mm. I know how to be brought low And I know how to abound In any and every circumstance I have learned the secret Of facing plenty and hunger That's right Abundance and need I can do all things Through Christ Who Strengthens me Absolutely Quite amazing, yeah. No, that's that's well said. And um, you know, dear friend, if you're following, hopefully, you know, we have actually uh, covered some of important points here that helps us to see the what the Bible has to say regarding prosperity. Um, it's not necessarily prosperity in the material things, but prosperity in the heart. In that you have Christ, you have. Uh, you are treasuring um, truth and uh, holiness, and in that you're actually putting God first. But let us come to a break, and uh, let us, you know, take a moment to meditate upon what we just heard, and we'll be right back. But don't forget that we have a free giveaway for this week, and that is The Giving Equation by Ken Long. And uh, this is about working out your relationship with God and money. If you would like to learn more about this, putting God first and having the God economy, that's what he calls it, uh, then do send us your name, your address, and your phone number to this following number, 488 0811. And so, my friend, we'll be right back. Please do stay with us. We'll be back shortly. No radio reception? No problem. Download the free Faith FM app onto your phone or tablet to listen anytime, anywhere. My trials only came to make me strong I've been to lots of places And I've seen so many faces There've been times I felt so all alone But in my lonely hours Those precious lonely hours 
Jesus let me know I was his own Through it all Through it all I have learned to trust in Jesus I've learned to trust in God Through it all Through Depend upon his word. I thank God for the mountains, and I thank him for the valleys. And I thank Him for the storms He's brought me through For if I'd never had a problem I wouldn't know that God could solve them And I'd never know what faith in God can do Trust in God Through it all Through it all I have learned to depend Upon His Word Through it all Through it all I have learned to trust in Jesus Learn to trust in God Through it all Through it all I have learned to depend Upon His Word I have learned To depend Upon What a beautiful song. Through it all, through it all, I have learned to depend upon his word. And dear friend, I'm so thankful that we have that um, wonderful, wonderful privilege to have his word and, 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 and his word is our guide. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, uh, big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano and Helen here in the studio. And I'm so thankful that Helen actually has you know, allowed uh, us to have this wonderful opportunity. And uh, she's, you know, give, given her time to be able to lead us and guide us in this wonderful study. Uh, and we are answering the question, doesn't Christianity promise um, prosperity? And we've covered quite a good ground thus far, but let us go now and ask, hey, what about Jesus? Jesus is our example. So what did he teach about prosperity uh, boundless happiness here on earth. Uh, what did Jesus actually teach or what does the gospel 
uh, uh, actually teach uh, about the teaching of Jesus about the prosperity. Helen, yep. go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah. Look, make no mistake, Jesus wasn't against seeking prosperity because, as we said before, uh, he said, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Did he not? That's right. But he encouraged He encouraged it. Mm. He emphasized making investments in heavenly treasures mm. that are, are only obtained by sacrificing earthly gain That's for right. the sake of the gospel, committing both to the care of the poor and to the service of others who call Jesus Lord. Let me mention <coughs> that um, the prosperity churches, um, the ones that I have seen or had anything to do with, a lot of them can't accept that that Christians um, are bound to suffer. Mm. You know, That's obviously right. there's something wrong here. And yet Paul said, yes, I did this, I suffered that and everything. And I think in all of our lives we can say there's been suffering. So just because we have suffering doesn't mean that we are not Christians. That's right. Okay, we mm. need to accept that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Mm-hmm. And uh, number two, there is a lack of deep theology about this suffering. Okay. And also, um, if you don't believe or if you're not prosperous, um, somebody from there believes that poverty is a lack of faith. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, which we casually mentioned a few minutes ago, okay. that you're not prosperous because you a lack of faith. Well, that's what the Pharisees thought as well. <laughs> that's right. You know, when we think about it. And Jesus, remember, he said that it was easier for what? For a camel, was it? Yes, a camel. To go through the eye of a needle mm-hmm. and for a rich man to enter heaven. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. That's yeah, in Matthew. That's right. And, and you know, that says a lot for a start. Yeah. But also, um, they, they, they equate poverty as the lack of faith, mm-hmm. but yet the gospel is the good news for the poor. That's right. Okay. You know, what did Jesus say in Luke 4.18? Luke me just 4.18. Have you got it? Let's, uh, let's see. Uh, Luke 4, chapter 8. A chapter, Luke chapter 4, verse 18, it actually says, um, This is the Jesus' words. While we do not, oops, hold on, I'm looking at the wrong text here. Luke, Luke chapter yes. 4, verse 18. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, here it is. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Yeah, that's what the Lord came to proclaim. I right. don't read in there right. um, that the Lord said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to request your money to give to him and he will bless it. That's right. I don't read <laughs> no, that. He, no, that, Jesus doesn't do that. No. That's right. He doesn't and, say and that. He is, he is our greatest example, isn't that's he? That's right. You know, um, heavenly prosperity at the cost of worldly temporal kind don't go there. That's Just right. don't go there. Mm. You know, Jesus was was um, very sure in what he taught. Think of the rich young man. Oh yeah. You know, That's he right. had he was following the commands. He was doing all right, and he thought he was fine. Yeah. But Jesus asked him to do one thing: to go and sell and give to the poor. And what happened? He went away sorrowful. Why? 
Because he thought about his riches. His focus was That's wrong, right. wasn't That's it? Right. That's his right. His focus was so, so wrong. Mm. You know, material prosperity is an important part of the gospel message, but mm. it is not mm. the ultimate goal. That's right. The ultimate goal of the gospel is to reconcile man to God yes. through Jesus Christ. That's right. And for those who make the kingdom and Christ the focus of their life on earth, mm. prosperity does await. Mm. You know, mm. for those who make material prosperity the focus of their life on earth, mm-hmm. material Real focus, right. judgment awaits because they are certainly living uh, their best life now. Right. For, for others that aren't seeking the prosperity gospel, uh-huh. we are going to experience an most amazing future. Mm. You know, if we give our lives to God and focus on Him. That's right. But you will find that in the prosperity theology or these churches teaching prosperity yes. um, gospel, yes. that I'm sorry, their focus is That's shallow. Right. That's it's, right. It's not deep. God wants us to prosper, mm. and he will make us prosperous, but we need to be willing to give up trying to achieve wealth That's our right. way. That's right. It isn't something that we can do alone. Only God can help us. Unfortunately, God is willing to change our hearts mm. if Amen. he would be willing to forsake worldly prosperity for true prosperity That's right. that comes from having Jesus as our master and our Lord. Amen. Amen. Is there anything, Helen, you'd like to, I guess, say in conclusion then, uh, in a sense, maybe of, a, of summarizing even uh, regarding, uh, yeah, whether, you know, Christianity promises you to have riches, easy life, healthy body, you know, abundant life, no sickness, just heaven on earth. In summary, what what would we say? Okay, I am the richest woman in South Australia. Right. I don't have money in the bank. I think I've got seven dollars in the bank. Right. And but I am so rich of blessings. Okay. God has poured how. out mm-hmm. His blessing over and over on me. Right. There's not a day that I can I can sit down and say, "Well, you forgot to bless me today, Lord." Yes. And even when He asked me to give up. That's I remember right. years ago, I was in a dance band before I came to the Lord. In a what? A dance band. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> know that. You didn't know that, did you? <laughs> no. And, you know, we, our busiest time was Friday night and Saturday night. Right. I made a commitment that I wanted to keep the true Sabbath as the Bible. Mm-hmm. Do you know, it was the hardest thing I thought God had asked me to do. Mm-hmm. So, first mm-hmm. of all, I stepped out of the band on a Friday night. They got a replacement. Yes. And I sat home and I was miserable. Yes. You know, yes. because that was my life. Yes, that's and, right. And God had asked me to give it up. Mm. And then it got to the stage where I'd still play with them, the, you know, Saturday night, Sunday, whatever, whatever. But it got to the stage I just knew yes. that God was saying, mm. put it aside. Mm. I've got better for you. At the time, I didn't realize how much better. Mm. But, oh, man. Fabiano, mm. he has increased my life so much. Oh, praise God. Uh, he still allowed me to use the the gift of of music, mm-hmm. and um, yes, I, I now play in you know churches, not the dance bands <laughs> anymore. Yes, and I love music. That's right. He didn't tell me to to stop loving it. That's right. But he's given me so much more. I've been able to help so many more people. That's right. And you know, and that's what God does. We need to seek first the kingdom of God. Yes. And his righteousness. Yes. And all other things will be additions. Amen. He yes. said that he will not allow us to be without our bread and water. Mm. You know, Elijah, he fed 
by the means of a raven. God yes. can produce miracles, and I'm here to tell you he will. Amen. And he won't give us what we want. Mm-hmm. But he will give us what we need, and ultimately, that's really what we want anyway. Amen. And dear friend, thank you for tuning in. Have faith in God, and he'll take care of everything. Have faith in God, and Jesus will see you through. I know that uh, many people are wondering, well, obviously churches uh, do um, ask for offerings and, and things like that, but isn't that contributing to the you know, to this whole idea of, uh, you know, prosperity leaders, but that's not the case. I just want to read in closing this wonderful poem, which is found in the hymn, uh, Hark the Voice of Jesus Calling. And this is what I believe uh, as well that our riches is supposed to be contributing to. I'll start from the last verse and I'll come to the third and then we'll pray. While the souls of men are dying and the master calls for you, let none hear you idly say, there is nothing I can do. Gladly take the task he gives you. Let his work your pleasure be. Answer quickly when he calleth, here am I, Lord, send me. If he cannot be the watchman standing high on Zion's wall, pointing out the path to heaven, offering your offering life and peace to all with your prayers and with your bounties, you can do what heaven demands. You can be like faithful Aaron, holding up the prophet's hands. Our riches are supposed to further the gospel, uh-huh. to bring people from this sin-darkened world and to pretty much bring them to the foot of the cross where their Savior died for all of us. And so I pray that we can use God's blessings in the right way. So let us pray, my friends, and close. Father in heaven, thank you for the earth which you have created. Thank you that you have promised to Adam and to many others that um, as we follow you faithfully, that you will provide. Yes, in the very beginning, you gave mankind many wonderful blessings. But we know that um, these have also been abused and they have been worshipped And people have turned their focus um, to the creation rather than to the creator. Help us, Father. All of us have a uh, something to work on. We know. We pray that you may be with those who are wrestling. Yes, some may be doing it and facing it tough. But I pray that you may help us to understand that we, according to Matthew chapter 6, that we need to put all of our treasures in heaven. Let us put it in your work, in your vineyard, so many people may come to know Jesus and be saved. And then everything else that we need, these will be additions, and you have promised that you provide. If there's anyone who's struggling, if there's anyone who's wrestling, if there's anyone who's faltering between decisions, I pray that your Holy Spirit will help him or her. This is a humble prayer we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.